Welcome to You're Making It Worse. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Brent Sullivan. And I'm H. Allen Scott. We're here. We're queer. Meh. Textual healing. So we had the VP debate this week. Uh, Pence versus Harris. And so I thought it would would be kind of fun to kind of rehash Pence's appalling uh, record on uh, gay rights. Uh, more, you know, a little bit as governor and then more specifically uh, as vice president. And and then we can talk about the sort of long-term rumors that Mike Pence is actually a closeted gay man. So let's start. Um, I made a, something of a list of Pence's history with gay rights. As governor, he signed a so-called religious freedom bill that religious conservatives in his state championed for the purposes of allowing business owners the right to refuse service to LGBTQ customers. <laughs> which, which is the, um, the wedding so cake. That was sort the, of, that was the, like his famous right, thing. Yeah. The, the famous <clears throat> wedding cake people that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a bit of a backlash and he ended up signing an, a bill that was a little less stringent. Yeah. Um, so in the Trump administration, I'll, I'll run through this real quick. Yeah. He rescinded Title IX protections uh, in schools for trans kids. They slashed the HIV AIDS research spending. Trump banned trans service members from serving in the military in any capacity. The administration opposed LGBT non-discrimination workplace laws. In a profile on (laughs) Vice President Mike Pence that ran in the New Yorker, Trump reportedly joked of Pence when asked about LGBTQ rights, quote, don't ask that guy, he wants to hang them all. I shouldn't laugh. Sorry, I shouldn't laugh. It's, just uh, it's, it's, it's an intense one. Sarah Huckabee Sanders said Trump supporters, Trump supports business owners who put signs that read no gays. <laughs> the Trump administration fires the entire White House Presidential Advisory Council on HIV AIDS, oh. discharges two service members after disclosing their HIV positive status. Uh, President Trump declares his opposition to the Equality Act, which would ban discrimination on the basis of sex, gender identity, and sexual orientation. So all of this came from the, I believe, the Human Rights Campaign website. They did have one on here that I, I happen to agree with President Trump on. President Trump took to Twitter to attack esteemed journalist Don Lemon. <laughs> Excuse me? Someone just called Don Lemon an esteemed journalist? But anyway, yeah. so that's a terrible track record. Well, I, um, I will say only because I know I, I know how Instagram will react to this if we do not mention the HIV outbreak that he oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. allowed to happen crime. in Indiana. Because uh, oh, that is like... Right the most famous Insane. thing that he's known for mm-hmm. um, that, that there was a needle exchange program that he did not support for a lot of religious reasons, probably aligned with the right. religious freedom bill that he had. And it allowed for a little mini outbreak where people became infected with HIV in Indiana. And he just did nothing about it mm-hmm. in modern times, like in modern times, ish. like in the, in the two thousands, yeah. like not even nineties. I, I also want to <laughs> add to separately from that, this is not so much Pence, but in, the thing you mentioned, Brent, about when Trump repeatedly tried to get trans people banned from the military. I still remember how insane it was at the time, but how he wrote it, he announced it on Twitter and literally ended the tweet with, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, mm, yeah. you wanted right. to destroy I, trans soldiers' lives right. and then went, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Uh, it, it is, it's interesting. I actually texted with my ex this week and he was telling me that his roommate, who is not an American citizen, but is a huge Trump head. Wow. Was trying to get my ex Vince to vote for Donald Trump. 
And, and, and the rationale was, he was like, you know, Trump is really pro gay rights. He's really pro gay. Uh, <laughs> is this so remake gay? Was funny. No, no. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, oh is, is his own disaster. But, um, but yeah, I just think it's, it, I, I do think it's interesting because we've talked about this before about how, you know, Trump hasn't taken necessarily a virulent anti-gay like vocal stance on like gay marriage, anti-gay marriage stance, mm -hmm. but really in action, he's, he's been incredibly regressive when it comes to gay rights, but we've hashed that many times before. And I think all of our listeners know that. What are your thoughts on Pence being a closet gay man? I've never been a big I, fan you know, of that this stuff, is, but this, the rumor, this is always, <clears throat> this trope has always annoyed me. The idea that somebody yeah. who's homophobic or has a major focus on yeah. you know taking down gays or whatever you know they're He's obviously closeted gay. in their closet right, and like right. look I, I obviously don't think that's true most you know all of the time I do think that there is some strange need and projection when you do take your time to focus on somebody else or a group of people mm -hmm. like there's clearly something going on if you're so obsessed and, and swept up with that with that uh, you know if you're so swept up with like uh, you know disempowering gay people I, I personally I'm just so I, I don't like the old you know the old adage of like well you must be gay yeah. that being said yeah. Pence is so I have to say he is so something about him is so strange and more than robotic. anything else the fact robotic and the more than anything else though the fact that he he's so um he's so dis uh, distinctively and openly afraid of being around uh, women who are not his wife whom he calls mm -hmm. mother that mm -hmm. in and of itself to me screams not gay but it screams like something is profoundly going like he's backwards yeah, yeah, yeah. profoundly yes. repressed yeah, yeah. so he I mean, might not be gay but there's something happening there yeah i don't think the whole idea of the that he's a closet case is like almost ludicrous to me Silly. but yeah. Yeah. but i do I do understand why when what Elliot was saying about um, people who are who are acutely obsessed with almost <clears throat> certain groups that they're so passionately against. And it's like, why are you so passionately against these groups? What, what does it matter to you? And mm -hmm. I think the answer to that is that someone like Pence, who we need like I think we shouldn't forget he's he comes from media. He's a radio host. That is his background. He, he knows what he's right. doing terms of getting people's reactions out of things and one of the best things that a politician can do is to excite the base and what excites the evangelical christian base going against abortion and going against gay people and preserving marriage those are the three things that the christian be being annoying well, <laughs> being yeah, like, people who aren't you but those are the things that the evangelical base obsess over. So even if he doesn't give a fuck about gay people, he's going to do everything he can against gay people just because he knows it's going to excite the people that he needs to be excited. Yeah. You know, I, I guess I've, I've always kind of taken the stance largely that, um, you know, I think most Republican politicians who've lived in D.C. for longer than, you know, a couple a couple of years have lived in a large metropolitan area. And I've suspected that most of them probably aren't that as homophobic as I think their voting records mm -hmm. uh, uh, portend. And, uh, but I happen to think personally that I just think Mike Pence is, seems like he's genuinely like really does hate gay yeah. people. Like I, like that's always the impression I've gotten, but also uh, 
this reminded you're both looking at your phones right now, but no, also no, I'm looking for uh, I'm looking for something related to this. Oh, am I boring you? You son no, no. Of I'm listening. I'm Brent gets so um, offended if we're not looking directly. Well, at I like thoughts. I like undivided attention, quite frankly. I'm and listening. I'm deserving of it at, at all times. I remember being a little homophobic before I came out of the closet. Like, really? I think a little more outwardly homophobic. Not like because I didn't like you felt... a faggot, but like. I don't know. I think maybe because I was kind of covering. I just remember like being a freshman in high school shortly before like realizing I was gay and being like, like in net, there was like w- one really out like science teacher and I was like he's he's weird. That's not. <laughs> I mean, but that's not. That's not homophobic, not, really. Monster, you know, monster yeah. homophobic. Homophobic yeah. would be calling no, no, someone faggot. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying I beat him to death. I just mean like I, I had friends who were like I had friends who were like, oh, I don't agree with you, Brent. And I was like, oh, he's weird. And I just so I don't know. For record, just, I think kind of Brent, Brent, was that your phone that just went off? Oh, you son of a bitch. Okay, I'm just I'm, saying oh, dare if you're worried you. about us. I'm, I'm not looking at my phone. Wait, I, wanna, I merely shut it off. I wanted to end this. I wanted to wrap this up by saying, you know, I never I, I really don't use Facebook. I feel that it's, it feels so archaic and like I don't even mm-hmm. understand how people do Facebook updates with like graphics now. But that all being said, I saw the silliest um update, I guess, the night of the, the night of the, the debate or it's one guy i don't even know who he is i don't know i didn't know that i follow him he wrote i never noticed pence's nose job until tonight she sucks dick right <laughs> i was like this I seems love, like something brent wrote I, I love, wait what did these like random did you guys watch the debate you did uh, i did yeah yeah yeah, yeah i good. mean i'm gonna say something controversial that 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 I'm because I saw a lot of people going crazy online saying Kamala was doing amazing, which she was. She was great, but it was so boring. It was so boring. <laughs> she wasn't exciting. He wasn't exciting. I left there being like, "Oh, I hope something <laughs> good happens on election day." Because oh, really? this shit was I, I boring. Thought she, I thought she was exciting. I thought she the way she held her own. She was. Very I love charming. her. I love her. Don't yeah, get me I, wrong, but she was boring. Was boring. <laughs> oh no, I don't think so. I just do think it's like. Like I mean, really, you can't the 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 fly landing on his head. The was just, fly. Was that gift. was the whole debate. That was a gift. That was the debate. It's I, a I gift. Lo- I love when like I love when someone like uh, becomes so coached that they can't break out yeah. of their coaching, and like if if anything. Like, I, I, I understand maybe it would have been a joke if he'd swatted it away and it came back 10 more times. But, like, if anything, like, like it would make you look more human if you just got rid of the fly on your head. Yeah. But it, like, makes you look like the robot that we all think of you exactly. as. Exactly. And I in uh just to follow up, Alan, I like... I, after Trump, after watching Trump and giving myself almost a fucking coronary watching, yeah. I'll take a I'll take a boring debate. Oh, any same, day of the same. Week. <laughs> I will. I was very happy with them just politely discussing. Yeah. Yeah. Not even joking. We are so excited to have my dear friend, Mister, or I should say, Ms. Ms. MX. How dare you, <laughs> Thorgy Thor? Thorgy Thor. Hi, how are you, Thorgy? I'm not a miss. My name is Shane. No, I'm just kidding. Shane. <laughs> yes. Shane. <laughs> no, it's Thorgy Thor. Hello. Uh, hello. Thorgy. My parents said you were going to be on the pod this week, and my dad was like, Thorge, Thorgy, Thorgy. He had a, he had a he took a second. <laughs> well, try and go to Japan. Mm. <laughs> oh no! Yeah. Oh my God! Oh, can you imagine? I was like, "All right, I'm just gonna roll with it." Mm-hmm. I got, a, I got a lot of funny things there in Japan. I was like, "Okay." 
<laughs> How long were you in Japan? Were you there recently? Uh, I went, what did I went? Like a little over a year ago, I believe mm -hmm. I went there. I was there for like uh, over, I was there for like two weeks, I think. Oh, and wow. I traveled all around. But when I was in Tokyo, I performed at, oh, I don't remember the name of the venue, but it's famous there. Yeah, but TGI like Fridays there, I think. It's, it's TGI Fridays. One. Yes, yeah. that's what it I was. I think so, yeah. Um, uh, so no, it, but it's this rotating stage that's filled with these plastic animals. And that was the stage I was performing on, but they didn't tell me it rotated. And they oh. didn't tell me that it was filled with plastic animals. So sure. I was like, it was like a Olympic <laughs> challenge to perform. So I just started riding the animals when I was performing and then I would come back around and they were tipping me and like Japanese, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, this is fun. That's oh my so God. God. Wait, what's, what is, what's doing drag like in Japan? I, I guess I, I don't know why, was, why I well, wouldn't have thought it would is, be big there. Yeah. Well, earlier on, you know, I was on drag race on season eight and we got the fantasy with the tours and all the promoters really picked up. And it was when everything was so hot and I'm so lucky and so thankful that mm. I got to tour the globe. I never made it to Japan, that was later, but the fan art um, was incredible. And the fans that would line up just to like, because you changed their lives. Mm -hmm. It changed my life meeting these people that are like, I suffer from depression. You're the only thing that makes me wake up in the morning, which is a double-edged sword because it's, it's lovely to hear that but I'm still a human being and I take a lot of that home because I'm a very sensitive artistic person. Mm -hmm. So when I go home and 300 people tell me they only live for me, it's like, ah, I don't, I didn't ask for that responsibility. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe yeah. you should see a therapist. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, like what if my plane goes down? Jesus Christ. I think yeah. that's what a lot of, I mean, a lot of artists have to deal with is this idea of like people yeah. who live very sort of normal traditional lives, put their lives on the people who are sort of extraordinary like yourself. Yeah. And Japan, Japan was nice because when I went back, I mean, the amount of gifts, every person had these bags of gifts that they were giving me. And I was like, this is awesome. And uh, that's actually one of my projects that I've been doing during quarantine is uh, buying really cool antique frames from thrift stores oh. and like painting them and then hanging and framing all of these uh, really cool uh, fan art that I've gotten. Oh, wow. And that some of it's so very... Cool. Horrible, but I love it. <laughs> That's so DIY. Are you very DIY? I mean, obviously, I am, well, yeah. I mean, well, you should see I, when I have friends that come over my house. First of all, I have lots of wine, so I'm like, let's open the wine. And they always just walk into my house and look around at every wall and the floor and the ceiling. And they're like, whoa. And I'm like, I know, let's go. <laughs> and then I, I'm like, I got this here and I got this here and I made this here. I'm always making something, but anybody who comes over to my house always leaves with like five things in their bag because I don't want to see them anymore. Here, take <laughs> it. You like that shirt? Take it. I've had it for 27 great. years. Take it. Great. I love a goodie bag whenever I visit a friend. That's great. I don't get anything from Elliot whenever I go over his place. <laughs> maybe some Except spare blackberries yeah right <laughs> elliot doesn't have attitude elliot is just like here you want a coupon for this a hundred dollar restaurant <laughs> yeah yeah right Don't work. when did i ever give you a coupon to a i'm restaurant? just saying like you would give us a coupon to a restaurant that we never I could would. afford yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> Like, here's the coupon, but you pay the remaining balance of $1,000. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, have fun and get the eggs. Oh my They're delicious. God. They're $5,000. Oh my God. Yeah. Wait, let, let me ask you a question. Now, this is sort of apropos of what you were just talking about. But, you know, as a, as a drag queen, you are known for having a very specific style, a very specific aesthetic. You know, you are thought of as Brooklyn drag. And I wonder how, you know, in terms of uh, what, what inspires you to 
to like feed that aesthetic because when I, I mean, when I think of you, I think of some sort of like fun 80s patterns, but then you'll do something a little bit more like severe. And so where do you draw see, your inspiration old for the whole Thorgy look? Old Hollywood for Thorgy all the time. So what do we, what do we have? Let's go. <laughs> so what do we, we I'm thinking fun? like, yeah, I was old thinking like Hollywood fun 80s. I think of like the 80s sort of like, like, um, like 80s trapper keeper kind of pattern sure. sometimes. Oh yeah. You know? Oh yeah. What is it? Uh, Lisa Frank? Lisa Frank. A little, <laughs> little bit of Lisa Frank with the, the you know, the fluorescent colors. Like, yeah. but it's it's all over the, you know, it's all over the place, but it always is so yeah. instinctively used. So I'm just curious what- Oh, see, Elliot, you. you know, like this, this question is just like crazy heavy. Yeah. Because I'm like, I know. how long do we have? It's like, it's a lot. <laughs> Also, yeah, I've yeah. been asked one or two versions of this question before, and I don't think it has anything to do with Brooklyn. I would be the same person if I lived in Idaho or mm -hmm. California. Yeah, I have always been, and you can ask anyone in my family. My sister is so, every time she talks about my childhood, she rolls her eyes. She's like, you were so much work. You were so crazy. <laughs> I just, I have a very, like, I'm a little ADD all the time. And sometimes I feel like being old Hollywood glamour. Sometimes I feel like being trapper keeper. Do you know what I mean? It's always yeah. just what inspires me to feel something moving. Uh, music really inspires me a lot, mm -hmm. um, but I'm just a ham for attention. I think like a lot of performers are. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm like, oh, I can sing. Everyone watch me sing. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, oh. And then when I realized I always was very business smart. So I realized, and this is what I told a lot of my good friends. And maybe it makes me sound a little pompous. And I don't give a shit. Can I curse? Yes. Of course. Fuck yeah. All right. <laughs> but I always said, you know, I caught this drag bug years before Facebook, before Instagram, before, uh, you know, any of these social media, before uh, anything. And then all of a sudden it started happening and then everyone started doing drag. And I felt a little lost because I was like, I kind of like performing at two o'clock in the morning on a Monday night. <laughs> For, right. for six people in a dungeon in Brooklyn. Like, <laughs> I, I love that. I'm most comfortable there. And now, you know, you look forward and it's like, to go back to the question of my inspiration, it's like, I always just loved because I had these ideas and drag was just a conduit. It was my medium to express them, mm. to leave them on the stage and then have people talk about them. So if my idea was to make people laugh, I am good at that and I know I am. But if my idea is like, you know, to be Martha Graham. I would watch every Martha Graham dance video and I'm very flexible and physical. So I'm like, I'm going to dance exactly like Martha Graham. And I did one time years <laughs> ago. I don't know if I could still do it, but everyone came up to me and they were like, girl, where did you study? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> like I didn't study Martha Graham, did. but I, you know, it's like, it's funny because it's like, that's what I am. I just like a physical challenge. I like a yeah. mental challenge as an artist. What can I tackle next? You know, did you, do you ever, I mean, I know with like a lot of Queens, there's this sort of drag race does a thing of sort of cementing the type of queen, the type of queen, quote unquote, you are well, in that like this your was visual. Already my, I'm like, Elliot opened this bag of questions. I'm like, that was one of them. Keep yeah, going. Yeah. And, and that you have to, I mean, you know, I, we're all friends with a bunch. I mean, Elliot and I, not so much Brent, are friends with a lot okay. of people who are on Drag oh, Race. Way to call him out. Well, oh my God, I mean, you better call I had him to because as soon as, as soon as I said, we're all friends with a bunch of queens from Drag Race, Brent would be like, he wouldn't be able to name me. three. <laughs> so and that's why I had to say it. But um, that-, that You want to get married, Brent? I love people that are like, drag what? I'm like, drag race. They're like- I don't watch it. I'm like, let's have sex right now. <laughs> <laughs> but right, do you ever right. feel like pigeon held into 
having that same style of makeup or dressing as the, the, the kind of way that Drag Race personified you? Well, I mean, let's say like, so they categorize like you're a beauty queen, you're mm -hmm. a fashion queen, you're a model queen, you're a comedy queen. I think my dissuccess after the show or why nobody really got me is because I do kind of all of them and mm -hmm. I don't like being put in a box. And, you know, I had a conversation with Michelle Visage after the show because she was like, oh, Thorgy, do this and do that. I'm like, you know, I fought with her because I was like, I don't, you know, we've had to fight as LGBT, as artists to get out of the box that society has put us in for so long that you're doing it on the show trying to put me back into a box. Mm -hmm. Like, do you not see you're doing that? Like, we're all doing correctly, you know? We're all doing loveliness. Also, we're all just doing our, we're just being loud, entertaining, fun, creative people. Like, why do you have to do that? And, but, you know, think of somebody like, let's see, Trixie, right? Trixie mm -hmm. Mattel is a good friend of mine. I fucking love her. But she's like, right away, she's like big blonde Barbie doll, country music. And think, has she ever changed? That's what she does. It mm -hmm. is sellable. It is brilliant business person. Yeah. And she wears tons of makeup. So let's start a makeup line to look like Trixie Mattel. She is so smart. I just can't, I've never figured out like what my stamp is. Does that make sense? Well, it's well, interesting yeah. because it feels like the, sh the, the, the evolution of the show has worked in, it works in conjunction with that happening in the sense that yeah. like the narrative has only evolved that you become a business person as a as a drag queen you discover your sort of business sense your business acumen your brand if you want to call it that as the show has gotten more popular it feels like both of those things have happened together mm -hmm. and you know a million years ago i would never have been able i would never have guessed that you know a drag queen could sell a brand that there could be more people than rupaul who could like yeah sell a I brand. Think that's what's and let's talk to Ruskat RuPaul on the line. How does she feel about it? Oh, oh, she's mad. She, oh, Trixie's doing what now? I mean, she's got to be like, yay, but also like, how do we tear her down? You know? Oh, the day, that a, the day that a queen gets more followers than RuPaul is going to be a day that will- Oh, I, I saw, oh, did you, can we really talk? How many people are listening to this? I hope RuPaul tunes in, here we go. So did you all notice Instagram, all of a sudden it was like yeah. Violet Tchotchke and like all the girls were getting to like a million plus. RuPaul didn't have a million. The next day she had 20 million. And I was like, ah, what happened? What happened here though? You know, she did something shady and I love it. I love it. I love all of it. What are you that, buying bots? You buy I don't bots? know. Also, where do I sign up? You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm, I'm on 40 million. All of a sudden I have more than Ariana Grande. It's like, who is Torgy? It's like... <laughs> you, I will say you did cement. I mean, you did, you did so well. I was always so impressed by you on Drag Race. And I was also, I have to say, there was a look that you had at the Christmas show in LA here. I forget when now, maybe a year ago, Elliot, you were there with me. More than, more than that. Yeah, yeah. Well, at some Christmas show, you had a look that was so glamorous, was so like something that I just, I never expected Thorgy to be in and I loved you in it. It was like perfect. What it, was color? Blue, it was blue and white and- The blue very, and white jumpsuit, the bell yes, bottoms. Very, oh, yeah. very glamorous, beautiful, but- With like the Farrah Fawcett, like blonde hair. Yes, yes. I was so thrown by it. Roxy Andrews was like, Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and Roxy Andrews is like the hair girl to me. Yeah. She's always just like, she's so together. And she stopped and she goes, back up, Thorgy. And I was like, what? She goes, turn around. And she goes, you look 
good. And I was like, <laughs> thank you, Rosie. Mm-hmm. But then you we made out. No, you I did know. cement. By the way, that's what Elliot show. always says about me. I'm the hair girl. He, he always <laughs> I tell. My hair. I will say you did Very cement honest. something on the show that like has become one of the most famous lines from Drag Race history. It's it's up there with hi. It is so good, and it's something that I say literally weekly. When you were eliminated on All Stars, you said, "Ugh, Jesus, gross," and gross. it it was so authentic and organic. It's probably my best, my favorite moment from reality TV yeah. in the past five years. What did you know <laughs> that that was going to be such and a by, thing? And by the way, may I, may I add too that that was a distinctly Long Island moment to me. Yes, thank you, know? you Elliot. Distinctly Ronkonkoma. <laughs> and I think that's Elliot. Did you know they were like, "Oh, Thor, you just said that from her heart." Oh yes, it was very long. It was very Long Island, very New York. Yes. Yeah, because it was just like, oh, oh Jesus, gross. <laughs> like it's so Long Island, and it I was said so it like, oh, this is this is sucks. This sucks. And also, everyone's always just like, oh no, I, I love you guys. Thank you for this opportunity. <laughs> and I was like, this fucking sucks. You guys yeah. suck. You all suck. <laughs> Yeah, and everyone was like, you were so mean, and I was like, "How would you have felt if you got eliminated? What was it, episode two? Yeah, oh, I had so much to show, but you know, and I wasn't even mad at ever. I was just mad at the production. I was saying it to like not even Kennedy. I love Kennedy. I love Shangela. We are great friends, and I was. I was just an. It was just everything. It was. I was mad at myself. Every ugh, this is just gross. That's you know? something I think about <laughs> a lot with All Stars queens when they get eliminated. How much? I mean my boyfriend and I both sort of help a lot within sort of Queens getting ready and do looks and everything. And my boyfriend more than me. And the money that is spent on returning for all stars is insane. And so when you get eliminated, I'm like, that's thousands you of dollars. Returning, just to verify, you, you, you mean going from doing the show on your season and then upping your game so that your clothes are that much more expensive? Well, yeah, the investment well, that goes back. into returning, yeah returning and then also you're returning to the show but then even when you come back you're like ooh. and this is what i've always been very very financially smart always i'm like why why spend all the money you're making you know this is a freelance industry like when these girls are like oh my god now i'm going shopping at chanel i, I i'm gonna post my fourteen thousand dollar receipt i'm like are you proud of that like how much it's money insane. do you have that you you know how many gigs do you think pay for that like now you have nothing but you feel glamorous i'm like be financially responsible for it yourself so I, I always spent smartly but i would wear like for instance the christmas tour right we did 40 cities same two outfits so i spent oh, wow. money on those two outfits i got to wear them 40 times but it's a tour, you know, so the, the audience in the city are different every single time. And, you know, do that's why I really bring, like the tours. Do people bring more than two outfits for a 40? Oh, I brought like seven outfits, but I, I wore the same two, like for the, you know, because we do meet and greets. And that's when we always try. This is something that a lot of people don't know is when we go on these tours, the girls bring like 1900 outfits and they save them for like, oh, all the queen, like we're trying to one up the other queens, like during the meet and greets, like all of a sudden Roxy Andrews would come out like two weeks later with this whole other Swarovski crystal gown. And she's like, you know, just like, just had it in my, and I'm like, bitch, you knew we were, we were like, you stupid ass. And then the next week I knew I had something I'll come out and they're like, oh, Thorgy came to play though. And I'm like, yes. That tour is mostly about trying to one up the other queens behind the scenes. <laughs> you, you said something I've always been obsessed with, which is I've always loved, like, do you remember like Cribs on MTV, like way back yes. in the day? 
they would always go to like they would always go to like a one hit wonders house like vitamin c's yeah like vitamin c's match like 12 room mansion in malibu and you're like one hit well there is no way this is gonna last maybe that deal yeah exactly see you spend all your money on this unless they worked out some incredible deal where nobody gets any money from any movie that they use that for or you know but who you knows? know there are there are celebrities who have talked about being like fiscally uh, uh, frugal or I guess conservative. I'll never forget reading somewhere about Alfre Woodard being like, <laughs> "I got a house. It's a yeah. normal house in a uh-huh. normal neighborhood. I've yeah. had it for years. That's where I live with my family." Like, and I was May like, West, "God bless Alfre Woodard." Got all of her money and bought apartments in Los Angeles so that when she knew her fame would go down, she would have money coming in. Yeah, that is yeah. so smart. Brian Dennehy had a very modest home. I read about <laughs> when he died. So Wait, I love that. I have to ask you about Dragnificent because Dragnificent on it was TLC, right? Yeah, TLC. TLC was yeah. so fun to watch. Uh, it was like Thank one you. Of the, I was so excited when you guys were making it. My boyfriend made some of Jujubee's looks oh. for for the show, oh, and so I was so excited for the show. And I yep. think it's such a fun, like, mm. like just affirming, happy experience can you talk a little bit about that but also a little bit about like bringing drag that kind of drag and that show into like the mainstream because it's rare shows don't like that exist sure today. well first first of all i want to say we were all very happy that we got an opportunity to do and film a show and make people feel great that didn't have to do with drag race mm-hmm. Because I had lost twice and BB was the winner, but she's like, she's been doing it forever. It was just nice. Alexis didn't get like a good, you know, feedback. And she told me, she goes, you know, I just like people were kind of mean to me. She got this show and that show was written for Alexis Michelle. She just like, she really did when we were filming. Oh, and let me back up. So Elliot, <clears throat> right from the beginning of this, you said, I'm so excited to have you don't understand how many times that we were producing the show. You like, it like triggered me when we were filming Dragnificent. I was gonna say this, because everything had to be so excited to do this and so excited. I said, can we use a different phrase, please? Right, right. I can't, I can't be so excited. What am I on speed all day long? <laughs> I can't be so excited about everything. This piece of right. paper, so excited about this energy, piece of paper. Energy, yeah, energy up, you know, <laughs> but I, I just always was like, and uh, all right, I have so much to talk about and I'm trying to race through it to get to really great points. It was so cool to film a show with these four girls that I knew of, but didn't really hang out with like a lot. And then quickly, we all looked at each other and we were like, oh, this is the correct cast. We're all so weird. The connection of the four of us is so weird. Like we don't make any sense together. But to us, we were like, this is so much fun to film it because we're so different. Mm-hmm. Now, BB Zahara Benet, if you've ever talked or hung out with her, it is always about BB Zahara Benet. Yeah. Oh, doll, she always has this thing. But everyone thinks she puts on that act. That is her 24 hours <laughs> Oh my God. Oh. So when I was on cast, I'm like, baby, you can drop the fucking act. It's lunchtime. Like, can you drop it? And she goes, oh, thought you wants me to drop my act. And I'm like. That's like 100% drag queen royalty. Yeah. Yeah. That's like the voice. She is Mm -hmm. the voice of what a person. I've never, you know, known somebody like that. But she obviously speaks to that generation. 
yes. the way she speaks, it's insane. It's, and she's also from uh, Cameroon. Cameroon. Yeah. I learned that she is from like royalty in Cameroon. She oh. is used to like servants. And I think she's making it all up, but we Maybe. Like, really, we went to this giant restaurant one time and I said, BB, is your big mansion in Cameroon as big as this? And she goes, much bigger, <laughs> much bigger. It was always much bigger, much more servants. I'm like, I kind of love you, even if you're faking it. Yeah. I love this. But the producers noticed early on that me and BB were great together and never stopped. I mean, we never stopped laughing. Right. And they were like, oh, it's you and BB. This is it. And they were thinking of mm -hmm. spin-off shows like, oh, you and BB could have your own show. So me and BB were like, okay, well, we don't, you know, just set up a scene. And they were like, can you guys throw fries in each other's mouth? <laughs> we were already doing it. And we were like, sure. We'll <laughs> it fun. But at the root of it, the heart and soul of that show is just making women and men and their whole families feel wonderful through the art of and the entertainment of drag energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the four of us did that very well. We changed a lot of lives and they changed our lives uh, in return. So we're hoping for season two, but we were, we were, we were supposed to start filming season two and then quarantine. Of course. Oh. Oh. How have you been keeping busy during quarantine, by the way? Because oh obviously God. there's no shows, right? Well, I've gained 30 pounds and a bad attitude. Of course. So, yeah, so now I've started like working out like uh, a bunch of my friends like do these like weekly or bi week by every other day, like Zoom meetings, mm -hmm. like doing Pilates. So oh. I did one today earlier today. So I think I'm going to like be like this fitness guru now, but <laughs> yes. I'm also just really out of shape. So I'm just like, oh, no. Um, I've also become a master chef. Oh, all I do oh. is, oh, all I do is cook. What else am I doing? So I right. like order all this food and I'm like, cause I've always been kind of like, I know flavors, but I'm not a cook. Mm. Now I'm like a master chef. I made like a roast duck with like oh, uh, rosemary, uh, Julia drip, Child, basil dressing. Yeah, well, Julia Child, well, I, I haven't made it to like the beef bourguignon. Um, <laughs> but what is it? What is that quote from Julia Child? She goes, oh, only eat diet food while you're waiting for the steak to cook. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that great? It's like, who can eat food? Diet food. What is that? Diet food. Yeah. It's not food. I love that. So oh, yeah. God. I've also been uh, I've also been babysitting a two-year-old. Oh. oh. Where did that child come it's from? It's a friend of mine uh, oh. that like they one of them lost a job and then got oh. another job and their schedules were all effed up. And they were mm. like, would you mind just coming out and hanging out with, and like babysitting? And I was like, what? Okay. Cause I've never babysit a <laughs> two year old. I have a wonderful niece and nephew that I love. They're seven and nine, but yeah. they're like fun. They want to have water balloon fights in the backyard right. on Long Island. You know what right. I mean? Right. I'm like, sure. And then I throw them on the trampoline, <laughs> feed them some, you know, pizza and call it a day. Two is no, young no, 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 no. This is 24 hours a day. The moment yeah. they wake up, Poopy diapers all day. Ooh. I watched Moana a hundred and fifty times. Do you know? I was like, yeah. Jesus. When so now up, I'm like, oh, when you oh the whole time I was there, I was like, why is there not a camera? I was rolling? just gonna say, a, a world traveling drag queen and like strings prodigy <laughs> now is a babysitter during quarantine. That's incredible. <laughs> I will say, the, and I kept <clears throat> the way you set it what up. I literally in my head, I thought. 
Thorgy is friends with a two-year-old. Two That's what I thought too. I heard that too. And now yeah. Thorgy and this two-year-old are friends. This is this is like oh. that RuPaul show season two, that Netflix show. What was that show called again? <laughs> well, we're here. Not we're oh, here. AJ, AJ, the AJ, AJ and the Queen. AJ and the Queen. You're you're oh, the AJ, AJ and the Queen. <laughs> Love it. And my friends were like, because Vivian, her name is Vivian. And right away I looked at her and I was like, mm. and she looked at me and she was like, mm. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, we're going to get along just fine. Nah. You know? <laughs> and, they, and their parents came home and they were like, you have no idea the connection between you and Vivian is like visceral. You can, it's palpable. That is like, and I was incredible. like, yeah. Yeah, that like I, I have a tough time like leaving to come back to Brooklyn before I go back to babysit. And I've like spent like two months of the seven months that we've been locked up at there, 24 hours a oh, day babysitting, wow. three meals a day. Yeah, it's like, it's not like, oh, I did it for a weekend. Can I, yeah, can yeah, I, ask, right. can I ask you a question that might be ten, t- uh, tentative or whatever, but can I what? ask, do you get paid for it or is this, are you doing it out of the kindness of your heart? <laughs> Oh, how dare you! Also, I really hope they listen to this podcast. I just, that's I so much. It. I just because it's so much work. Well, because I told them, and I was like, "Listen, like you know," and they tried to be like, "Well, if you want to be our like full time nanny," and I was like, "I don't know, like, <laughs> why, like whatever." And it started. It did start where I was like, "Oh, a couple days here, a couple days there," but then I was like, "This is a lot, a lot of work." work. And then a friend of mine who actually does this. Uh, I'm not gonna mention the name. Sure. And I said, how much do you get paid? Just please tell me. And they told me the number. And I'm like, I am saving them a lot of yes, money. You are. A lot of money, thousands and thousands of dollars. So they, and they were like, you know, we'll have wine here for you and meals are covered. Eat whatever you want in your fridge. And I thought, I'm not doing anything anyway. But then it became this whole thing where they're like, can you do another two weeks? And I'm oh, like, wow. Huh? That's and then it started to become these, te- I hope she listens to this. And cause I was like, girl, you started texting me like, oh, can we book you for that? I'm like, oh, it's a booking. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm booked. And so now they are friends of mine, but yeah, I can't yeah. them now. I was like, I love you guys, but like stop I just, with the booking. I see That's it now. Like, where are Don't they now? Thorgy Thor is a big professional babysitter. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just it's- sitting there like poopy diapers. <laughs> you're like, you're like Mary Poppins. It's it's so funny because I was a babysitter in high school and I babysat for these kids, um, uh, like maybe like uh, like very near my my uh, my parents' house, and they would always give me like food. But I swear to God, the food was ramen. Like they would just have ramen. They're like, hey, there's ramen out if you want it. And I I the funny thing is my mom never bought ramen, so I thought ramen was delicious, and I didn't know until like a couple years later that it's like ten cents. <laughs> I, I grew up in I grew up in Michigan, and and they rounded down. So like once or twice, when like they didn't have the right change, they they'd be like, "Well, we'll we'll get you next time," and then they would forget. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, it no, was, they it was, they knew what they were. See, I I I'm rough. very privy to people like that. They're like, "Oh, well, we'll get." You. I'm like, "Yeah, you won't," and I'm not coming back. So. <laughs> right, right. I, it well, only happens once with me, and I'm right. like, goodbye. Thank you. Thorgy, I have to ask you before we wrap this up, because like we're seeing a bunch of queens, the drag race queens through Voss events and other things like get back to performing live and the outdoor shows and the different things. Yeah. Is there anything like planned on your end? And are you eager to get back or are you still sort of tentative to start touring and doing stuff again? Oh my God. See, again, another question. <laughs> that is like, my brain was <laughs> so many 
points that I want to make. So I, <clears throat> I've been stuck at home and I'm a people person. Like right now I get to look at your faces. We're talking and whatever. All right. All right. So we, I can hear your voices. I know people are talking to me. You keep my intent. When I'm alone in my apartment, I'm like, Whoo, I have reorganized my closet 150 times. Like mm -hmm. I can't, I like being on a tour bus. I like a, I like a thousand people in the audience where I'm like, Wah! and they're like, Wah! <laughs> So I did one show online on my computer for my birthday mm. uh, through a company called whatever. And I hated it because I couldn't hear voices. Mm. And I would tell a joke and nobody would laugh. And people at home were probably laughing, but I didn't hear it. So it's I didn't so feel it. weird. Yeah. It's the only show I've ever done. It's the, I was like, no. <clears throat> so I work, I do this, you know, the Cameo app. Yeah. You guys are all on this Cameo yeah. thing. Yeah. So I get a lot of Cameos. And if anybody's listening, Cameo.com slash Thor Thor. I really go in. And like, <laughs> I've been with a bunch of queens. I do, because I'm like, I could just talk all day about anything. <laughs> if, you know, if you could, no, I never shut up. Which also, I never think I talk a lot. And my friends are like, Thor G. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, but I don't. I really don't. But anyway, so I, the, the videos are supposed to be 30 seconds. You know, happy birthday, Eleonora. <laughs> I go on for four and a half minutes. Oh my I take God. people to, oh, I'm like, oh, I have to change. I'm cooking something. So now we're in my kitchen. Like, I'm like, let's just keep talking. But that's what people want. They want, uh, they want like access. They want to hang out seconds. with you. Yeah. you know, it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, so besides great. the cameos, uh, the cameos have been keeping me afloat during this. It's actually Good. very nice. People have been very generous and I don't char charge a whole lot. You know, it's like, how much are you going to charge for a, a little bit? Like it's yeah. stupid, <clears throat> but it's really fun. I get to connect with people and uh, I'm actually doing my first outdoor event, Ooh. which is going to be in Halloween in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. And I thought, <clears throat> why don't we do, because I'm always at Roscoe's in Chicago, the famous mm -hmm. drag yes. Roscoe's. And I called Sean who runs the thing. And I said, is Halloween even happening? And he goes, Georgie, there's just no way we can you know, make it work. And I'm like, I just wanted to check. So I'm doing a Elvira style like movie viewing oh, where I'm gonna be on stage on a couch with like a light and a drink and a microphone. And I'm gonna play horrible horror movies. Oh, like Miss, like, them. Like, miss like, yeah. com live commentary. Yeah, like live, but not like ruin it. Also, right, of course. Any of course. one of my friends is like, "Have you ever been to a movie with Thorgy?" I never <laughs> stop talking. <clears throat> I'm that person who's like, "Who's she? Wait, why are they going in there?" And they're like, "Shut up!" And I'm like, "Sorry, um, I'm the worst." So, uh, so I'm actually gonna do it live, but try and like control myself. That's fun. That's actually <laughs> yeah. really fun. I love that. Yeah, it's that gonna be at three dollar bill on Halloween day. It's like a day thing. Mm. Oh, that's uh, great. One, one movie at two p.m. One movie at four p.m. So I'm I'm kind of excited. And uh, this week I'm gonna come out with the advertising, and hopefully people buy tickets. Exciting. And and that sounds great. Well, thank um, you so but, much for being here. We we. We're so excited to have you, and you're yeah. so much yeah, fun thank you, and Thorgy. bubbly as Thorgy. always. I, I didn't even get a chance. Like now, I'm like I'm talking about myself. No, said this <laughs> whole thing was about that's, me. That's the now point. Now I'm like, okay. Now I'm like, our audience gets guys, mad but... when we talk about ourselves. So they literally really? sent us messages saying, "Stop talking about yourselves during the guests." So it's perfect. <laughs> well, let me end with this. So yeah. when things open up in 2021, I'm very excited to get back to my Thorchestra shows because mm -hmm. a lot of them had to be postponed. Yeah. Um, but the New York Philharmonic was kind enough to reach out, and I did one of their um, practice 30 challenges right next to like Itzhak Perlman. Oh I was God. like, hair. Wow. Hair toss, hair toss, hair toss. Um, but it's lovely. And I might be working with the New York Phil, which is another hair toss, which I'm really unreal. excited about. That's unreal. Yeah, it's unreal. It's un it's unbelievable. Um, and the Kesha cruise was postponed. So we're doing the Kesha cruise again. <laughs> oh my which God. Which was just a blast. I'm so excited to go back to that. 
Um, and uh, yeah, so, um, and the UK comedy tour in the Club Kids is going to be April mm. and May next year. Okay, so, so you've got thanks, lots to look forward yeah. to. Uh, uh, yes, yeah, so you just have to be patient, but um, I do understand a lot of people don't have jobs and they're not working and now it's pushing through Christmas. So I want to yeah. send a lot of love to those people. Keep it positive. I believe yeah. that like line, life goes in signs and cosines. And right now we are deep in a cosine. And yeah. I think whenever things are really low, you have to know that things are going to be very great to make up for it spiritually. Does that make sense? Yes. Total sense. Just yeah. be patient. Yeah. Like but I, torture I, yourself now. You will reap the, I don't know. Th yeah. Think good things are coming. But I'm about to check your math, but thank you so much. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and another thing. So we had a birthday in the group. <laughs> We had a birthday in the group, and it oh was boy. it was it was the the our, our curmudgeon Brent Sullivan. Happy birthday! Mm. But it fits. It fits. Happy, Brent. happy twenty-seven. Well, thank you. Happy. Thank you. It just turned twenty-seven. I appreciate wow. that very much. You look great. This was the first year I was ever officially half of Elliot's age. Um, <laughs> so, did you know oh, that? Did you know before? Did you know that before this that your birthday also fell on International Lesbian I Day? I did not know that. Which, believe it or not, it I did, did not know that. Yeah. I mean, even though I, when I think of lesbians, I do mostly think of Elliot. I don't think of you necessarily. <laughs> yeah, I would say he's a little um, bit more lesbian than myself. I, I do think Sappo. of. I do think if of she's not a lesbian, but a person that you and I text about a lot, Angela Merkel is probably uh, the sure. queen of lesbians in a weird Even though she's not. Yeah, that's Even right. I would, I would agree so with that. Perhaps completely. it is fitting that Lesbian yeah. Day is on your birthday. But also um, I think a good way to celebrate Lesbian Day would be to, uh, International Lesbian Day, is to rattle off a list of our favorite lesbians. And How do you feel for, about that? To, to stay on our brand, Elliot's list is one line longer <laughs> yeah. than I was just going to say. Myself. Like, <laughs> I could go on forever about my favorite lesbians. I love, I love, I just... I just, I just am grab. I gravitate toward lesbian music. Sophie P. Hawkins. Yeah. Oh my yeah, god! Yeah, you're, you're, every list of Elliot's is so, so many deep cuts. <laughs> yeah. Saint Vincent. You know, it's like it's just inevitable. Yeah. So they dated briefly. Wow. Yeah. Saint Vincent oh, did not date Rosie, but she's dated basically every famous lesbian to walk on planet Earth. Mm. <laughs> And your name and is you on the list too. Right. Is that you're doing, Brent? Did you did you list Elliot as one of his favorite lists? I, I put Elliot's name on his yeah. list. Yes, that's yeah. correct. That was, oh my, that God. Was my doing. <laughs> well, I could. I mean, yeah. I could rattle off mine if you'd like, because mine is the yeah. One. Do it. Go. Stacy London from What Not to Wear. Love her. Love that she's a lesbian. Fran Lebowitz, humorist and writer. She's my absolute favorite. Humorist. Humorist. <laughs> she is. <laughs> she is that, not. <laughs> that literally instantly makes someone sound like stern and unlikable is when I hear humorist. I'm like, oh, great. They're in like the New Yorker. Right. Yeah. All right, go ahead. Um, uh, Susan Powder, the fitness right. guru who's mm -hmm. out of her fucking mind. We brought her up a couple times recently. Yeah. <laughs> Judy Gold, the comedian who's been on our podcast. Yes, yes. Sandra Bernhardt, my... Yeah. Cabaret Queen, mm -hmm. Michelle Nadeggia Cello, the uh, 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 R&B singer, but she's who, beyond R&B. Who a, I will say Elliot works into a conversation at least once a month. Constantly. At least once a month. I love Michelle Nadeggia Cello. Yes. Rosie, obviously. Holland Taylor, old okay. yet, you know, handsome woman. Uh, Queen Latifah, of <laughs> handsome course. Handsome woman. <laughs> old yet handsome woman. I'm sure wow. she'd be honored Progressive to Progressive much, Elliot? <laughs> She's, she's a handsome woman, you know, striking. 
Queen yeah. Latifah, of course. Hayley Jarring. Ke- yeah, yeah, yeah. Haley Kiyoko, the uh, the they call her lesbian Justin Bieber, I think they call her. Mm-hmm. Um, Linda Perry, the songwriter and producer. Billy Myers of the one-hit wonder um, Kiss the Rain. And our new lesbian queen recently married, Niecy Nash. Big yeah. fan. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's yeah. a good list. I mean, out. naturally, Elliot and I have a lot of dupes of our favorite lesbian. Niecy Nash has been a long time list on top yeah. of my list for many things. So I'm so for glad anything, that she's... Yeah. She's a part of the Dukes club. means duplicates. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rosie O'Donnell, of course. But I will say there are yeah. a few other deep cuts on my list that Elliot doesn't have. Uh, Leah right. Delaria, which I think Leah should do this podcast, actually. She's so funny. She's great. She's so she great. great. Um, Mayor Lori Lightfoot, Chicago. Wonderful woman. Mm-hmm. Lily Tomlin. Right. Audra Lorde. Oh, sure. Which is, I mean, classic, like historical. Yeah. Cynthia yeah. Nixon. Jodie yeah. Foster. Jodie Foster. I mean, she's the kind of lesbian that doesn't need to scream she's lesbian, but yet you still know she's lesbian. But why does she? Why does she love? She loves Mel Gibson. What is that? Jodie Foster. Well, I think yeah, loves it's like Mel a weird Gibson. thing. She loves love. This, loves is, how, Mel this is how much of a lesbian she is. She loves Mel Gibson, so she's complicated. But she does a film called The Beaver with Mel Gibson. <laughs> Yeah. Like, like that's and she directs it nonetheless. She doesn't even just star in it. I know. She directs it. So um, weird. Uh, Barbara Jordan, which is she was she was never fully out, but everyone knew in her life. She's a civil rights activist, and she I think a lot of people forget about her. Um, but she was the first African American elected to Congress from Texas, I believe. Mm. And um, and she lived with a female for many many years and was understood to be a lesbian. Oh, wow. so, oh, so I will... was Liz, remember Liz Smith? Yeah, Liz Smith. Columnist? Well, she came out. She came out later in life. Oh, in a, she in did. A book. Yeah. Yeah, she was definitely, uh, she, she was, was cool. cool. Yeah. Interesting. Cool to look at. All right, my list, Senator Tammy Baldwin from Wisconsin. Jane Lynch is great. Yeah. Uh, here's the big one. This is this is a big one. Sandy Toxvig. Oh, yes. From Great British Bake Off. Oh, great. yeah. And great so I, I've always liked uh, GB, GBBO uh, for, for a couple of years, but I got really into it like right when the pandemic hit. Mm-hmm. And I watched it with my boyfriend at the time. And we would watch like, like half a season in like mm-hmm. an evening. And so it became the only thing in my life that was like kind of soothing. <laughs> I literally downloaded the music on my like iPod. It's my so iPod good. Nano and the it's show- so like soothing. The show and is for some reason weird. I, I okay yeah and and for uh <laughs> i guess no i guess you're right that's no true. i mean a lot all of pastels. the hosts because you yeah. came in when she was host yeah, you're but right. then before that there was a queer host i forget her name but they were two women yeah she was great, on my list then a comedy duo so i forgot her name and yeah, yeah, and yeah. then and then after her you have the one guy who's kind of sort of queer he's actually not gay but but he seems like it he wears a but lot the new of host shadow. the new host is gay he was from uh little britain what's his name Oh, I don't think I, I haven't seen the new season. But yeah. either way, I literally have like a soft spot in my heart for her for the rest of my life because she was like the only soothing force in my life for like the two most stressful weeks. Uh, I think I think a lot of people ever did did take on that show actually as like a soothing um, exercise during yeah. the beginning of the pandemic. My sister and her husband have are obsessed now all pandemic era. So I, I totally understand that. That, yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, such a good and show. Kate McKinnon, she's really funny. That's my last one. Yeah. Well, happy oh. birthday, Brent, and Dang. happy National Lesbians Day. <laughs> Lesbian. <Thank you. laughs> 
What would your aunt say? Brent, what would your aunt Ramona say about something she heard on today's show? The Beaver's my favorite movie. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> the Beaver. Um, my aunt Joanne would say, and that's why there's no Jews in Indiana. <laughs> How about Aunt Anne? My Aunt Anne would say, Thor G. Thor, any relation to Chris Hemsworth? I mean, Chris. <laughs> Something else. Oh my God. Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, take care. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Elliot Glazer. I'm Elliot Glazer. <laughs>